Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Hello, and welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and I got my boy with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? Yo, week 14 is here. We got your news and notes, a few waiver wire ads, but this show is going to be mainly to get you ready for the playoffs. We're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and also make sure that you join us um, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. And on YouTube, we're at Fantasy Football Fiend, and then that's F-E-I-N Fiend. But let's go ahead and get the party started with your news. And now your fantasy news. All right, so we got uh, a few people that are recovering, a few people coming off of recovery. We're going to start out with the QBs. Uh, Derek Carr had a limited practice. You know, he had a right shoulder issue, a concussion, rib, all kind of stuff was going on with him. But he was able to get in a limited practice on Wednesday. So it looks like he's going to be able to go this week. Um, Whether or not you're going to want to put him out there, that may be, you know, individual situation. I know a lot of two QB leagues, things of that nature, you may not have a choice. That's one of those is what it is. But he was able to take part in practice. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is not practicing. He has a high ankle sprain. The way the coach put it, I don't exactly know how to take it because the coach is like all he has is a high ankle sprain, which we've known high ankle sprains to keep people out for a month. Um, Now, granted, for the coach, that might not mean anything. But for us fantasy football fiends, that means a lot because fantasy is about to be over in that amount of time. So. Um, I don't know if maybe because of the position he plays, it doesn't quite affect him as much as it would say like a running back or a wide receiver that has to do a lot of cutting and things of that nature. But uh, how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? Do you think he'll actually be back within the fantasy season or is his coach kind of optimistic based on what will happen in real world football? Yeah, I think he'll be back before the season's out. Um, I don't see him playing this week, um, but I could see him, uh, Toughen it out because that's really it kind of boils down to that. I mean, there's different levels of high ankle sprain. Some can keep it out for two weeks, some keep it out for four weeks, even longer. Um, so it's probably gonna be a pain tolerance thing as well. Like you said, uh he's a guy that's probably just sit in the pocket, maybe not move as much and still play. Right. Uh, with that injury. So I definitely see him still being here when the you know, as the playoffs continue in your league, but not this week. I don't see him playing this week. We got a little bit of news about the Cleveland quarterback situation. Joe Flacco looked pretty good out there until those, you know, last few minutes of the game. I don't know if that interception that he threw when he could have been the, you know, the hero, if you will, is going to come back to haunt him. But the coach has been noncommittal on whether or not it's going to be Joe Flacco or Dorian Thompson Robinson. As far as fantasy is concerned, Joe Flacco looked like he was the guy. I don't know how they're kind of weighing this if it's going to be a situation where we want to see what we got in the rookie so we know what we need to do going forward or if it's a situation whereas as long as we're in the playoff hunt we need to play the guy that's going to most likely win us the games or what but like what what's your feeling about the uh cleveland quarterback situation i mean you said it i mean if, if it's a team that's looking to still compete um and make a playoff run then you got to put the best guy available. That's Flacco. Uh, yeah. I think seeing what Dorian Thompson can do, I mean, and I don't see nothing there, to be honest with you. 
I wasn't really a big fan of him coming out um, this uh, you know this past year. And Flacco is the best quarterback in the room right now. And I think he Facts. proved it in one game. So even though he did have a little, you know, blunder at the end of the game, he's still proving that he's the best. He looked better than Robinson did. He looked better than uh, PJ. He looked better than PJ did all season. And, and Honestly, one day, he looked and as one, good as Watson to keep it a buck. I mean, like. Just saying. And then, I mean, I mean, as far as the skill set of the guys they have, I think Flacco's a better fit anyway, you know, with Cooper, yeah. Jamore on the house. Oh, Cooper gave him high praise. He said it's a thing of beauty to see that ball coming from Flacco's hand the way he's able to get the ball to him. And they had a, a instant connection, if you will. So I think the locker room is going to be behind Flacco, even though they like Dorian Thompson as a player or as a locker room guy. Um, right now they're in the wild card hunt at seven and five. Um, and I want to say the Steelers have the same record at seven and five. So they could end up coming in second in that division or depending on what happens with Baltimore, they may fight for first in the division if the quarterback position works out right. But Cleveland is one of those teams that has fought back from all types of adversity throughout this year. And I don't think they just want to lay down and say, well, let's see what we got in the backups. Like, I, I don't think they're there yet. Joshua Dobbs is going to remain the starter. Was there ever any doubt in your mind that, you know, who was it? Nick Mullins was the only other guy there now. Was there ever any doubt in your mind that it was going to be Dobbs? I mean, I know you had a horrible game um, this last go round, but I mean, sheesh, what, what you want from the guy? I mean, he's he's won you games that you weren't supposed to win. And now that you lose the game, you just going to bench him. I didn't see that happening, but. Right. What's your outlook as far as fantasy is concerned uh, going forward with Dobbs? Does he go back to what he was uh, prior to last week or, well, week before last? I think they had I mean, a bye week last week. Yeah, I mean, prior to, to he was last week was pretty decent. Right, uh, yeah. You know, one thing about him, if you're watching a game, it doesn't look great watching a game-wise, football-wise, but fantasy-wise, Dobbs is one of the so it's kind of one of those things even though Justin Jefferson will be returning I'm not looking for Justin Jefferson of old with Cousins um, yeah I can see that because you know Dobbs don't throw that great of a ball uh, we didn't see Marquise Brown take any leaps he was in you know Cardinals or Michael wasn't any of those guys so I mean but Justin Jefferson is a talent I'm pretty sure he'll get his targets and probably make the best out of whatever he can get uh, we did see Jamar Chase do that this past week with Browning. So, yeah. but uh, there wasn't no doubt in my mind he was going to be the guy. Well, actually, since you brought him up, um, we'll go to Browning next. But just keep in mind, like, Dobbs' favorite target is always the tight end. So, TJ yeah. Hawkinson will probably still get the vast majority of his targets. Um, it's an easier throw. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's one of the reasons why he goes there. And a lot of times with Cousins would have thrown the ball to Jefferson that he would have took a five-yard pass, a 10-yard pass, and, you know, took it to the house. Dobbs is going to run the ball. So, you know, there, there's that piece too. So, um, we have Zach Wilson. He's been named the starter. <laughs> so, Zach Wilson is now back Messing up fantasy for everybody. So, I, I mean, but it's not like the people that took over for him was doing that great either. So, the Jets, I just, it's a wasted year as far as fantasy is concerned. Um, I hate it for Wilson. Um, I, I hate it for Brees Hall because, there. I mean, there's not much they can do with what they have at their disposal there. So, you know, that's, that's one thing we got to keep in mind. Um, Tyrod won't be starting in week 14. I was pretty sure that I, once he got over that rib injury, that he'd be the starter. But it looks like they're going to let uh, DeVito remain the starter. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? No, nah, I mean, even though Retiro returning, I didn't see it. I think DeVito has won the people over uh, in that locker room with the last, especially last week, um, the, the the last performance he had, mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, you know, Barkley was getting a lot of high, high praises. And uh, the fans are loving him. You know, he got the thing going. You know what I'm saying? So, um, nah, Tyrod, I mean, you already know this guy. He's going to bring to the table. He's been in the league for, like, forever. Um, and it's a new it's a, it's a new little spark going on down there. So I'm not surprised at all that DeVito's, you know, name is starter. Bailey Zappi is the likely starter this Thursday. If you can avoid playing anybody in this game Thursday, 
I would do. I mean, the over-under is the lowest since 92, I believe it is. The over-under mm. is 30. Mm. And I think it's going to go under. Like, like, like it's two, two above-average defenses, to say the least. But neither offense is going to do very much. You got a backup quarterback with the Steelers. Although Bailey Zappi was promoted to being the starter, he's still a backup quarterback. Um, I just – I don't see very much happening. Now, you got Stevenson, who's hurt. We'll get to him when we get to the running backs and everything. But, I mean, it's – if you can avoid this game – if you're dependent on getting into the playoffs with somebody that's playing in this game, good luck. Mm-hmm. You see it any different? No, I'm with you. Uh, this is going to be ugly. Um, this is probably one of those single games on FanDuel. And uh, for my MVP, I'll probably have... The kicker? The, the, the defense. Uh, the defense, yeah. yeah I'll probably, probably play both defenses and both kickers and then just pick a person. I mean, it's going to be ugly, I think. Um, Agreed. So I, I'll, I'll probably take the under as well on that. Um, both offenses are struggling. Um, both decent defenses. So both with two decent defenses and two struggling offenses, I see a very low-scoring game. Moving on over to the running backs, uh, Najee Harris is questionable after a pair of uh, practices that he wasn't able to make due to a knee injury. So maybe if he doesn't go, Warren is a play? I don't know, but I, I still wouldn't want to risk it. Um, but he actually got in more carries this past week than Warren did when we thought the torch was kind of being passed. So that was kind of interesting to me. But um, Najee Harris... Injured again. This time it's a knee versus it being the uh, the foot injury. Uh, we talked about Ramondre Stevenson. He's ruled out. He has an ankle injury. Um, don't exactly know how long he may be out, but with the way the Patriots are struggling, there's absolutely zero reason to try to rush him back. Um, Jonathan Taylor still dealing with the thumb. None participant in Wednesday's practice. They're saying it might be two or three weeks for him. And that was including last week. So it may be next week or the week after if it goes to the further end. Actually, um, two to three weeks uh, was the timeline um, originally, but they're also given a timeline of three to five weeks. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. So it went from two to three, three to five. So it's looking like it's probably going to be around three weeks. So we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Deontay Foreman. Ankle injury, um, he's back from that. He was a full participant. Uh, Rico Dowell of the Dallas Cowboys had an ankle issue going on, but he was able to practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. So hopefully that will work out well for the Cowboys. Your boy, Elijah Mitchell, injured again, dealing with a knee issue. I mean, he he just can't stay healthy. Um, so, But luckily, CMC hasn't needed much of a backup. So there's that part, too. Kareem Hunt, not at practice, dealing with the groin injury. Groin injuries and hamstring injuries don't tend to go away. So I can see Ford getting quite a bit of carries this week as far as that is concerned. Uh, any other running backs that we just discussed, do you see any type of playoff prognosis? Or are they just kind of stash if you have the starter and hope that they're well if the starter gets hurt? Or how would you look at them? Oh, uh, I mean, you just spoke on the Patriots. I mean, we're probably going to talk a little bit about some ads, but, you know, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. um, would be somebody that you want. And if you're in a deeper league, maybe a hasty. Um, because okay. I, don't, I don't think Elliott would get the whole complement of carries. Um, he probably still split again, and I think the next guy in line would be hasty. Um, so I he think he's the only other running back on the on the roster right now, right. actually. All right, so he could be a guy of interest. Um, as far as uh, the Pittsburgh goes, I mean, you have Warren. Um, I'm not sure who is behind Warren at this point. Um, Good question. You know, Nobody else has been getting carries. Yeah, if you're digging extremely deep, I mean, these would be some of the guys that you want to go for as far as running backs. I mean, uh, Isaiah oh. Pacheco, he's bothered by a shoulder injury. He has a shoulder contusion. Uh, he was held out of practice. I don't know if that is just precautionary or you know a little bit more about the injuries and types of injuries during the, your playing days and, uh, you know, you kind of seeing a little bit more in that arena. Contusions, is that just like a, a, a pain tolerance thing? No, like, it's just, a, it's just a, a cool way of saying a bruise. 
Okay. So he should be, I mean, you, you put a little bit of extra padding on there, he should be good to go, basically. Probably won't do that. It's just he's just sore. Gotcha. Okay. This is um a- who else we got here? Patrick Taylor from Green Bay. Um, he had a decent little run um this past week. He only had two carries, but he got 29 yards within those two carries. The reason I bring him up is because Aaron Jones has been often injured this year. So it's a possibility that he may end up being the the lightning to AJ Dillon's thunder. And um, that may be another one of those guys that we talk about when going into the playoffs that, um, you know, you kind of may want to stash just in case. We'll kind of get into that in just a moment as far as some of the tips and tricks that we use to make it through the playoffs unscathed and give you the best possibility of bringing home that fantasy fiend championship. Um, Let's go ahead and go over to the wide receivers. Um. Not a whole lot going on in wide receiver land. Uh, Devontae Parker of the Patriots is dealing with a knee issue. He's questionable for Thursday. Um, Demario Douglas, who was kind of the the guy that nobody knew going into the season with New England, but he's kind of gotten the most pop, if you will. He's dealing with a concussion. He's already been ruled out, so he won't be there. Uh, Rashid Shaheed of the New Orleans Saints He's dealing with the thigh issue. He didn't practice. No uh, report yet of how um, serious this may be and if his week is in danger. But as of Wednesday, he hadn't practiced yet. Rashad Bateman is dealing with a little bit of an illness. Hopefully, he'll be ready to go on Sunday. Now, this guy, this guy has more of a fantasy prognosis. Um or, or more people are leaning on him for fantasy than some of the other guys we just mentioned. And that's Amari Cooper. He isn't practicing um, in concussion protocol, didn't practice on Wednesday. The thing about the concussion protocol is it's not a I feel good enough to go. It's someone else having to clear you. So I'm hoping and praying that he'll be fine, not just for fantasy purposes, obviously, but you know, hopefully he'll be able to go on Sunday. But if he can't go, that can kind of kill a lot of that offense. They they don't really have – I mean, Elijah Moore did okay. He was serviceable when Cooper went out. But a lot of the reason why, you know, they kind of started to falter a little bit was after Amari was out of the game due to that concussion. So, fingers crossed as far as he is concerned. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, typically, if you miss a week, you, you, I mean, unless it's something really serious, you don't miss the – well, if you miss a part of that first game, you don't miss the following week or a couple of weeks as far as concussion is concerned. Um, do you think that that's going to be where he kind of falls or is this just really completely up in the air and you kind of might want to pivot? Uh, I want to wait and see what practice is like on Thursday and Friday because, um, you know, it's, like you said, it's all about Dallas clearing you. It's really not about how you feel. Uh, most guys you see come back. Um, well, this year I've seen a couple guys miss a week for a concussion. And then last week I've seen some guys that had a concussion a week before and played it the very next week. So it, is, it really depends on where you at in the concussion protocol. Uh, but if Cooper does miss, I do like Elijah Moore. Um, target, he's going to be a target hog at that point. When yeah. Cooper did leave the game last week, his targets went up, you know, and he does have a rapport with Flacco with them being teammates in New York. You know, forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Uh, Joshua Palmer, his practice window just opened. I don't think many of us are depending on him as far as fantasy is concerned, but uh, just to put that on your radar, um, Greg Dortch. Greg Dortch, um, he actually had a, a decent week. Um, well, when I say decent week, they're kind of getting him back into the fold um, as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. I mean, he had three targets. He only ended up getting 19 yards, but the targets are more so what I'm looking at. He wasn't getting much play at all. Um, so that's something to maybe keep your eye on, just depending on how that goes. Tank Dale, man, he moved to injured reserve. My guy Tank Dale was blowing it up. He might have actually been the best rookie wide receiver out there this year paired with his rookie um with his rookie QB and he has a broken fibula so um now this may be diving deep I don't know how much you know any uh, about this but 
is this something that by this time, you know, well, well, not this time next year, but by beginning of the season next year, he's back to new? Or is this like one of those things that can linger and he might not have either the speed, burst, cutting ability, anything like that that he had before the injury? How does how do these type of injuries normally uh, proceed? No, I think he'd be ready at the beginning of the season next year. Uh, he's already had surgery. So it's not one of those injuries where, you know, you see a lot of guys, they'll wait months before they get surgery, it seems. But he's already had surgery already. He's already been a successful thing. So he'll be ready, you know, to go, you know, per usual at the beginning of next year by training camp and all that. He'd be fine. But a uh, guy you do want to, a person of interest with this injury would be Noah Brown. Um, this is a guy that's almost uh, waiver wires. Um, so he'd be a guy. He had one explosion a few weeks ago. Um, so, you know, with Nico and I think Collins, that was when Collins was out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, with Nico Collins being the guy, the more guy probably going to draw a little bit more or as coverage-wise, I think Noah Brown would be a good addition um, to, your, to your teams. Especially if you got an injury going this week. Um, Casals is probably going to be on Collins 90% of the game this week. Uh, Noah Brown might be getting quite a bit of attention, and um, Schultz is back in the fold from his injury, so I'm pretty sure he's going to get quite a bit of attention um, with Dale being out. Um, but speaking of tight ends, Jawan Johnson is tending to a quad injury for the Saints. Um, Taysom Hill has a pair of injuries. He has a foot injury and a left hand injury. It doesn't look like his uh, playing ability is going to be uh, in jeopardy for the week, but just something to keep in mind. Dawson Knox is a full participant Wednesday, so his Wrist injury is now gone. How do you feel about Dalton Kincaid with Dawson Knox being back in the fold now? Does Kincaid continue to do what he does, or is it now split and you can't trust either one of them? Yeah, um, I, I don't think I trust either one of them now, um, like before, right? We was big on Kincaid coming into this season, but Knox was the guy standing in the way. And, this, you know, it was a real good split as far as the snaps. Were concerned, and then as soon as Niles got hurt, you see Kincaid blue, and now he's back. So I think it's gonna go back to a a split. It may not be fifty fifty, uh, but I think some of those targets that he was seeing are gonna go, you know, another way. So um, I'm not as high on Kincaid. I still like him, but um, I just want to temper my expectations for him since uh, he has another guy in the room with him. Hayden Hurst. Dealing with the concussion, uh, but furthermore, they're saying that he has post-trauma uh, from the concussion where he actually has amnesia. So, like, that's mm. that's that's that next level concussion. Um, that's that that might be one of those you know you, you're you're out for several weeks. I mean, like losing memory, like that's, that's yeah, that goes yeah exactly. That that can be you know I, I don't even think. Um, Tua had memory loss and he had a couple of different concussions. So I mean that's 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 major as far as um injury is concerned um with that concussion. Um that pretty much no, oh, I want to uh, I want to Darren Waller. Oh go ahead. I want to double back on a few positions. Um wide receiver and um running back as well. Parker Washington, okay. man. Parker Washington, we didn't speak on him. Jackson, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta talk about uh um, what's your boy? Kirk, Christian Kirk. Christian right. Kirk got hurt. He has an abdominal injury. He actually is going to have to have abdominal surgery. Right. So he might just be out for the rest of the fantasy season, which is going to put Parker Washington into play. So let me ask you this. With C.J. Bedford at the helm, does that help or hurt? Because C.J. Bedford would have been the guy that was actually playing with Parker Washington on the practice squad. Are on the um with the second stringers, so he might actually have more of a rapport with Parker Washington than what Trevor did, and we saw when Washington was given the opportunity to get in the game, he showed up and showed out. So, yeah. do we think that Washington may actually be the play? Uh, yeah. Because Ridley ain't been doing much. I mean, he's been on again, off again. But could Washington be one of those guys that you want to go ahead and stash now? Because if he does it this week, you might want to go ahead and start him in the playoffs, especially if it's high target volume, because that means that you're going to get points in PPR leagues just for him catching the ball, even if Bethany can't get him into the uh, end zone. Most definitely. I mean, Parker Washington, it's not like he's just some 
you know, some next guy up. Like, this is a pretty talented wide receiver coming Absolutely. up. Um, he just wasn't able to get on the field due to the guys ahead of him. And as soon as he got his opportunity, boom, touchdown. Nice caught, you know, nice catch he made in the end zone. Um, so I think that will continue. I mean, with Christian Kirk being out, there's more run for him. Of course, Zay Jones would be a guy as well that people will probably run out to, um, being that he's already kind of a starter. Um, we're probably going to see an increase on Evan Ingram's targets as well. Uh, I think he Fast. got his first touchdown uh, this past Sunday. But I do like Parker Washington and Dynasty Leagues. Uh, go out and grab this guy. Uh, I'm not saying go ahead and start him with confidence, but this is a guy you probably want to have your eyes on and keep your hand on him um, before he blows up. You would kind of be ahead of the curve. And you said um, you had a, a running back as well. Yeah, I have a few guys. Um, we did see um, – Derrick Henry, who did lead the game last week with a concussion, um, he probably will be cleared. I don't think it was a – they say he wasn't – Actually, he, the coach said the next day that it wasn't a concussion. He was yeah, back in practice. So he should, right. he should be good. Right. Mom has a very favorable schedule coming down the stretch, like every year, it seems, with Tennessee. Um, so yeah, Spears, anytime. <laughs> right. So Spears would be a guy of interest. Um, we did see in the 49er game, you know, we did see uh, Swift take a big hit. Wasn't much news on it. Hasn't been practicing. No one has said anything. Uh, I think Gainwell will be Gainwell. of interest that you probably want to keep, you know, you probably want to get him. You know what I'm saying? Don't keep an eye on him. Go ahead and grab this guy. Um, and lastly, and lastly, an injury, an injury to Brian Robinson, uh, Washington Commanders. Facts. Um, so I'm not a huge Antonio. I picked up Gibson myself because Gibson yeah. is cool, but don't forget about the rookie. Um, what's the guy from Kentucky? I know like, who you're talking about. Um, uh, start with a C. I'm pretty sure his name start with a C. Uh, uh, Chris Rodriguez. Chris, yeah, yeah. So I, I do like his skill set and this uh, Eric Bami offense as well. So he'll be a guy as well if you're digging deep in your leagues and you need some running back help. Um, Chris Rodriguez would be a guy. So Gainwell, Chris Rodriguez, Spears probably not available. Um, but those two guys are also some guys pretty deep that you can grab. And uh, lastly, as far as tight ends are concerned, Darren Waller is back to running routes uh, from his hamstring injury. Don't know if he's actually going to play this week, but he is back on the field. Um, he has missed the minimum four games with IR. So they can kind of bring him back whenever he's ready or they're ready for him to come back. Or I don't know if it's a scenario where they're so far going that it doesn't necessarily make sense for him or them to bring him back. But the guys making those decisions right now, they got to show something or they probably going to end up losing their job anyway. So I don't know if they're going to be looking at the team's long-term prognosis versus we got to make something pop right now so we can actually be a part of the team's long-term plan. So there's that part too. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the news. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Let's get right into it, man. Rapid Fire 10, Rapid Fire 10. We got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. People want to know who do I start. Let's get right into it, man. We're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. Cleveland Browns or the Houston Texans? Cleveland Browns or Houston Texans? Cleveland Browns have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans are playing the New York Jets. Mm. That, that, I, I can see the dilemma there. I, I think I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to go with the Browns. Um, Matchups aside, the Browns are the number one, well, if not the number one still, one of the number one defenses. And going up against the Jags with a backup QB, I can see Beathard giving up at least two interceptions and two to three sacks. So, yeah, I'm going to stay in the mud with the Browns. All right. We got uh, Tommy DeVito or C.J. Beathard. I'm gonna go with Devito. Um, give me, give me the young gun. He's he's actually been looking a little bit better as weeks have gone by. Um, CJ Beathard has never really impre impressed me, and going up against that defense, I don't think it's gonna change. We got Jordan Love or Justin Fields. Um, 
I think I got to roll with love. I mean, they, they seem to have found something here as of late. And, um, you know, it doesn't seem to matter who he's throwing the ball to. Uh, all of his receivers are young, but all of them are catching. Uh, you know what, though? I forgot Christian Watson. He's dealing with a hamstring. So if he doesn't go, I, I might pivot the field just because he's the deep ball red zone guy. So I, I would keep my ear to the ground as far as that injury is concerned. If Watson doesn't go, I pivot the fields. All right. We got Cuba Hubbard or Derek Henry. <laughs> I'm yeah. along with the Yeti. I mean, it's, it's that time of year. Um, I know Derek Henry may be on his last leg, so to speak, pardon the pun. But, yeah, I'm going to have to roll with Henry because if he goes off and you started Hubbard, you're going to be banging your head up against the wall. All right, we got Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, Cuba Hubbard again. With this one, I might just go Zeke due to – I don't know. The Steelers Steelers run defense is is decent. this is this is actually a tough. I, I might actually go. I might actually go Hubbard on this one, just because I I, I don't want to trust anybody. It's a Thursday night game, which is those are notoriously low scoring anyway. And if you ask me who has the better chance of getting a touchdown, it got to be Hubbard. The Patriots ain't scoring at all. So, all right, we got Kevin Ridley, Ridley, okay, or Adam Dillian. I'm going to go with Adam. I know he cooled off quite a bit, but Ridley with a backup, I I just – I don't know that I trust the Jaguars' offense at all, coupled between the fact of the team they're going against being the Browns and then the backup uh, quarterback being C.J. Beathard. I don't – maybe the slot guy in the the tight end in a PPR won't crush you, but I'm not trusting Ridley in this one. Uh, we got T. Higgins or Rasheed Rice. Mm. <laughs> I think Rice has the higher touchdown probability, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Higgins is the safer. So if I'm projected to win and it's not a go for the gusto week, I'm going to go safe and go with Higgins. If I need multiple scores because – I got to get into the playoffs on this game, and I, I'm shown to lose to my opponent currently by, you know, double digits or close to it. I, I'm going to go with the guy that's more than likely going to get me a touchdown, but he also could be, you know, a no-show as well, but he's more likely to get the touchdown. All right, we got Taysom Hill called Dalton Kincaid. Give me Hill. Would, you, would Jawan Johnson been, you know, dealing with that quiet injury and with Dawson Knox coming back. Uh, and then, you know, you got to look at the fact too, that Taysom, he's a quarterback, he's a running back, he's a tight end. Like he, he does it all, especially in the red zone. So give me that guy. Okay. I have a, one another tight end question. Uh, Isaiah Likely or Taysom Hill again? I'm going to still roll with Hill. I know that Jackson, Lamar Jackson, normally has a, a um, his eye on the tight end, but likely is not Andrews. So please don't expect the same production from likely. Although he's athletic and he does, you know, have his feel of the offense, they, they are not the same. Okay, last but not least, we have a flex question. We have Zach Charbonnet or DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to roll with Hopkins on that one. Um, Charbonnet's um, dealing with a little bit of an injury. He was able to practice today. He got some work done. Uh, Walker also got some work done. So if Walker is actually back, I don't know how much Charbonnet is actually going to um, get get an opportunity. I know for sure Hopkins is the best wide receiver on that team, and they're going to be passing the ball you know, a little bit this week. So I, I'll roll with Hopkins on that one. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. 
All right, Fiends. So this week we're doing things a little bit different. We are going to be getting you prepared for your playoffs more so than looking at this week's matchups. Um, a lot of you have already wrapped up your um, your playoff bid. Um, some of us are just looking at seeding, things of that nature. Um, I'm five leagues, five playoffs. Happy about that. So now it's all about seeding and making sure that you are ready for the playoffs, regardless of what may go down. So we're going to give you some tips and tricks. We're going to make sure that um, there may be some things that you haven't considered that we need you to consider. So that way you are already prepared. We kind of already started talking about some of the people that you may want to go ahead and look at picking up, but we'll go with the topical conversation first. So it's time to, you know, it's, it's, it's cuffing season, as they say. Um, when the weather gets a little bit colder, it's cuddle weather. It's also cuffing weather as far as fantasy is concerned. Give us a little bit of insight as to why, although during the regular season, you might not want to use this particular strategy, but now is the time to implore it. Uh, well, I can give you one right off the top. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm a type of guy I like to look ahead. Um, Facts. Usually in a position where I'm usually, you know, I'm in a playoff picture. Like right now, I'm in a situation where I look like I'm going to have a bye. So if you're in a guy like myself and you're in a bye week situation, you definitely want to look ahead. Um, I've already grabbed four defenses. You know what I mean? But I did that last week. Um, so I, I got ahead, went ahead and got the best available defense for week 15, week 16, week 17. I kind of like I want to go ahead and be ahead of the curve with that. But I got some defenses that we'll kind of throw out there that are a little on, and I want yeah. your opinion on those. But as far as the cuffs are concerned, how do you feel about the the wide receiver? Not quite as much, but as far as running back is concerned, what are your um, what are your thoughts as far as grabbing those guys that? will be the guy if the guy gets hurt. For instance, um, in our league of record, I went ahead and picked up um, Moss a couple weeks ago um, prior to Jonathan Taylor getting hurt just because I would rather have a guy that's going to be the guy than another guy that I have to make a tough decision on who's going to be my starter. Yeah. Um, so as far as cuffing your running backs and things of that nature, or for that matter, if you were the coupon, Cooper owner, and 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 Elijah Moore is out there. How do you feel about those type moves as far as um handcuffing is concerned? Well, some of them are very temporary, right? Like you speak on Cooper, Elijah Moore. That's a temporary move. Probably gonna be a one week move, right? Because uh, a guy like Zach Moss, this could be a league winner. Um, in the dynasty league that we're in, I went ahead and traded a 2026 pick <laughs> for Zach Moss because I was like, hey, let me go and get this guy. He could be, uh. The, the the bell cow on the way downhill. You know what I mean? He's proven that he can carry the load, the games that Jonathan didn't play. So now that Jonathan is injured, I see nothing no different. You know what I mean? So those are the type of... And I uh, think he had over 20 carries this past week. He didn't do a whole lot with them, right. but he got one, all yeah. carries. Yeah. Right? So those are the type of moves that can win the leagues. Um, as far as like the smaller moves, like you talking about Elijah Moore, those, I don't think those going to win you the league. Um... Those maybe can get you to the next round, but don't count on those those type of moves to win you your, your league. Uh, I think if you are a McCaffrey owner, if you are a um, well maybe a Eckler owner, if you've been one of these guys and you had one of these uh, top tier running backs you've been really dependent on the whole season, you definitely want to have the handcuffs of that guy because these are the guys that can wash your whole season with injury, right? Max. Um, Henry, of course, Spears, um, those guys, because you probably these guys probably got you to the point you're at now. And if they if they all lost, then you pretty much out of here. Um, you spoke so, of another guy, Gainwell. Um, Swift right. handcuffed. Right. Might might be I mean, Swift is he had games where it was like, wow, but then he's had a few games where it was just like, oh, okay, you're back to that guy. But regardless, if Gainwell is gonna get the vast majority of the carries. Right. Anybody that's getting volume, and you, we're talking flex spots, RB2 spots, things of that nature, where you don't know what's going to happen anyway, unless you went heavy in that position, anybody that's going to get the volume, it just makes sense to go there. 
Uh, multiple really defense. You can't really predict injury, right? Facts. But um, one of my tricks of the trade we spoke on months ago is a fine time to use it now. And uh, when you have these single games, like a Thursday night game, if you're in a league where you can pretty much uh, grab a guy and gather the game is over, release him, this would be the best time to do that. Um, especially with how in two quarterback leagues, how this quarterback carousel has been all season long. Facts. Um, I'll be confident, uh, comfortable with grabbing uh, guys from the – take the Monday night game, for instance. Facts. If you took the trick of the trade I like to do, uh, sometimes I grab um, – like I grab uh, Johnson, um, Dearness Johnson, and then you grab like a C.J. Berthet before the game start. Lawrence is down. You're the birthday owner now before anyone had to go out there and try to make a claim on him. You already have him on your team. If he didn't, if Lawrence didn't go down, just release him Drop. on to the next day. Uh, so I did the same thing with Dearness. Um, and, you know, he was getting a few more carries, it seems, but ETN finished the game. He was fine. So I'm going to be to move on from Johnson and look around. So that particular strategy is good to do as of now because you want to foreshadow and, uh, Maybe kind of predict. Not saying you know these guys gonna get hurt, but but if it ain't gonna hurt you to be yeah. prepared, right. why not? Because at this it's point in the season, you have roster available. People are not shrinking their roster. Right. It's like I was able to go pick up four defenses. Then because of those guys, I've been probably holding all year. They out of the way now. You know, there's no more bye weeks going on. Your core starters are your core starters. Um, so go ahead and use that bench. Shrink it down. And uh, use that bench to go out and grab some of these guys that could be league winners if certain guys go down. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. Multiple defenses based on future matchups is one of the other tools that you can use. So that way you always put it in yourself in a good position. Um, there are a couple of defenses that may be still out there on your waiver that you can kind of consider based on who they're going to have in the playoffs. Uh, in no particular order, a few of the defenses that I kind of keyed in on, the Falcons, they're only 51% on. They're going to be going against the Panthers, the Colts, and the Bears. Um, you have the Rams. They're only 34% on. They're going to be going against the Commanders, who are the most sacked team in the league. They're also going to be going up against the Saints, who also, regardless of whether they have Carr or Winston, they take quite a few sacks as well. And then they're also going to be going up against the Giants, who are just horrible at this point. So although the Rams haven't been a best of the best type of a defense, being 34% owned and going up against those teams in the playoffs, if you don't have a stud defense, that may be somebody you want to keep your eye on. Also looking at the Packers, they're kind of rounding in the form. They're only 21% owned in Yahoo. They're going to be going up against the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Vikings. Now, the Vikings, that's kind of a so-so game. We'll kind of see what happens with Jefferson if Dobbs goes back to being, you know, a, a fantasy stud or what, what may happen there. But the Packers have kind of turned it on, offense and defensively. And um, when you're looking at um, just kind of trying to stash some guys to see what's going to happen, that's another one I had. The Colts, they're 32% on. They're going against the Steelers, the Falcons, and the Raiders. All three of these teams have subpar quarterbacks. Uh, they'll be going up against Mitch Trubisky, Desmond Ritter, and Aiden O'Connell. That's built-in defensive fantasy points there. I wouldn't doubt if if in one of those games they got a, a pick six at some point in the game or a fumble return uh, for a touchdown or something of that nature. And then the last defense that was on my radar, the Texans, they're going to be going up against the Titans twice. And then the Browns. So we talked about Henry. If Henry don't put up a bunch of points, the Titans ain't putting up a bunch of points. And with the Browns, maybe Flacco, you know, carries the torch. But I don't foresee them being all that great on offense. So the Texans, again, they're only 16% owned. That may be another team that you may want to look at as far as defense is concerned. Uh, any other defenses that you could think of that are on your radar or are any you know you said you picked up four are any of the four that you picked up the ones that I just named or others that people may want to consider well this is what I did um I, like I say you know I played in weeks out um I picked up core defenses right so I got the Cowboys the Eagles the Chiefs 
I pick up the core defenses, but that fourth one, it's a streaming defense. Gotcha. So last week it was Atlanta. This week is Houston. Um, don't be afraid to play a streaming defense over a core defense. Um, sometimes, you know, people get in the habit of saying, you know, Dallas Cowboys is a good defense, so I'm going to play them against anybody. Nah. Last nah, week, don't worry we would have failed on that, right? Um, I played Atlanta against the Jets, I think it was. They outscored them. Uh, this week, I got Houston. I'm going to play them over all those other defenses I, I, I spoke on. So don't be afraid to play that streaming defense against some of these weaker um, offenses. I'm 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 cool with any defense going against the Jets. I'm cool Max. with any defense going against, like you said, the Washington Commanders who gives up seven sacks a game, damn near. Um, I'm cool with any defense that's going against any of these backup quarterbacks that come in that's coming in now. You got the Beathard that's coming in. Um, the Giants. Yeah, you got a uh, Pittsburgh defense. I mean, offense. Yeah. Whiskey. Like, so don't be afraid to play a streaming defense against some of these backup quarterbacks over your core defense that you've probably been a fan of all year. You know, the Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, things like that. So uh, don't be afraid, man. That's the advice I give you. Just bench them, you know. You gotta be you gotta be okay with benching your studs, even your stud defenses. And last week benching the cowboy defense over Atlanta defense. Hell. You know what I mean? So there that go. Makes sense. Um that same train of thought. Be okay with streaming kickers. Um, I I love picking up a kicker who's going up against a tough defense, especially when you look at the uh, red zone numbers for defenses. Um when you have those bend but don't break type defenses, kickers put up a ton of – kickers may put up quarterback-level points against bend but don't break defenses. Defenses that are allowed you to get across the 50, get you to that you know, 35, 40-yard line where you're going to get four or five points off of one kick, it doesn't even matter if the team doesn't do well. Three kicks will give you almost what a stud-wide receiver – or a middle tier to lower end quarterback are going to give you from a kicker. So make sure you're looking at, you know, you know, pro football focus or, you know, some of the other, you know, stats related websites where they can kind of tell you what defenses are, um, you know, the bend don't break, you know, the red zone type defenses where they're, where a team is unlikely to score a touchdown, but they're likely to get there. I love those kickers. Uh, so, Unless we're dealing with it. And also, even if you have a a stud at kicker, if they're going against a soft defense and the team is likely to score touchdowns and all that kicker is going to get all day is extra points, also be willing to pivot. Again, um, when you're talking defenses and kickers, best situation trumps who did what previously within the year. So just kind of keep that in mind. You got anything to add as far as the uh, kicking scenarios concerned? Well, with me, um, I've been running my guy all year, uh, Aubrey from the Dallas Dallas kicker, yeah. I I, I love him, you know what I'm saying, being that he's playing with a good defense and he has a big leg and he's been pretty consistent. But I think a lot of fantasy players, they get, you know, people, you know, these are the the positions that can really win you a game. You know, football is a game of inches. You know what I'm saying? And also fantasy is a game of points. And as you can lose, I see a guy lost last week by point two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you I lost lose. by point three. <laughs> you know, I lost a championship by point one on you. You know what I'm saying? So it can happen. And I say that to say this. Um, these are the positions that usually can get you over the hump. I know Pass. a lot of they're not as popular. People always want to pay attention, of course, to the quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, whatever. But kickers and defenses are those positions that people just want to set and forget. And I'm not really a fan of that. Um, they're thinking they got a good defense, they just set it and just leave it long. They play the same defense all year long, only mm-hmm. switch it up. It was a buy. Um, and you got the same thing with guys that got that that, that go for kickers with names. Um, a lot of people like yeah. the, the kicker from the Kansas City Chiefs because they put, oh, this go a lot of points. A butcher oh. or a tucker. Yeah, like a bucker. Or, but, yeah. Which is true, but at the same time, don't forget, Bucker, they're kicking extra points. They're not kicking field goals. You know, when, when Mahomes get down there, they're usually getting six. So those are not the kind of kickers you want to go for. You want to go for the kickers that has the offense that usually stall when they get past that 30, 
that 40 yard line and they can't punch it in because that's going to be a kick it in. It's going to be the difference between three and one or either four and one. You know what I mean? So um, don't always go for those type of names. Um, go for those offense. And now that we have a lot of these backup quarterbacks in play, some of these kickers may be very good to play because these are the guys that's going to stall once they get in field goal yeah. range and get the kick on the field and get you some more points. Five points for one kick, one yeah. a quarter, and they put up quarterback points. So, I mean, you you got to pay attention to that because in certain situations, that kicker may end up, like for me, based on injury, I'm starting a couple backup quarterbacks in some leagues. It's been several weeks where the kicker outproduced the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly and mostly don't even like having a kicker, to be honest with you. For that reason, um, when, whenever a fringe position outscores quarterbacks, like even good quarterbacks, that's that's a bit much for me. Um, if it was up to me, there'd be no kickers or no matter what your kick is, you get one point because <laughs> it is what it is. But last thing on the list as far as tips and tricks to consider for your playoff run, when in doubt, let Vegas help you out. Um. I'm a firm believer that Vegas mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 is going to be right. So when in doubt, look at the Vegas over-unders. See what the implied point totals are for teams. See who Vegas is saying should put up points. Then go with the that guy. Like, say, for instance, if Vegas is saying that a team should put up a ton of points, uh, team A is going to put up a ton of points on team B. Well, that tells me that even if the over-under is the same for that running back on that team as it is for another running back that I have on another team, that running back is probably going to get the rock most of the fourth quarter based on Vegas seeing that team being up by a good amount of points. So again, I'm going to lean on Vegas before I just flip a coin, if that makes sense. The other thing is, if you get, especially when you're looking at quarterbacks, if you got a six in the one hand, half a dozen in the other type of quarterback situation, look at the over-under, see who Vegas says is supposed to put up the most points, roll with that quarterback if you honestly feel that those two guys are equal. The same thing with the wide receivers. It it doesn't matter. Wherever Vegas says you should see the most points, run that way. The same thing with your defenses. If Vegas is saying this team ain't going to put up no points, Start that defense that's going against that team. If it comes down to a a business decision, if you will, or a coin flip, don't just let it be a coin flip and you just say, well, I'm going to just go with this team because that's my favorite team. I'm going to go with this team because this is the team I'm going with all year. Nah, let Vegas help you out because more often than not, they're going to be right. Um, so, you know, that that's my final tip as far as that's concerned. Um, do you have any insight as far as – um? Any other ways that you might be able to use, you know, the sharps, if you will, to kind of help you out through your fantasy playoff? Man, at this point, you made it to this part of your season. Don't. Uh, my only advice at this point is don't get cute. Um, you know, of course, stay with your studs, but also be wary of matchups. Um, you know, what I mean, um, you got guys like um, the Jets. That's pretty hard. On the on wide receivers, and then you got guys like Cleveland that's pretty hard on running backs. Right. So sometimes you don't be afraid to uh, go with the better matchup. You know what I'm saying over because I mean this because this is all it. You only get one chance because if you win and you're in, you lose you're out of it. So don't get cute, but at the same time, uh, numbers over names, man. Right. Numbers over names. Don't get caught up in names. You brought up the Jets. Let me ask you this. They go against the Texans this week. A lot of our listeners are looking at the Tank Dell situation and saying, well, if Collins was doing that great before, he's going to blow it up now. He's going up against Sauce this week. Do you just go ahead and start him? Or would you actually, even if you have Collins, switch on over to Brown because he's going to get all the targets that Tank was getting and all the targets where CJ doesn't feel comfortable throwing the common. I don't like no wide receivers against the Giants. 
I mean, the Jets. I like, okay. I like the tight end position against the Jets more than anybody. And Schultz is back. Right. So he'll be the guy that I like, you know what I'm saying, considering. Um, I guess, of course, if you're in a bundle, you, you, some people may be forced to play Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have a situation where you have a Nico Collins and you have a... How about Flowers? Who Baltimore got? Uh, who does Baltimore go up against this week? Let me check right quick. Baltimore is going yeah, up against something like that. I, the, Rams. The, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. Um, so a situation like that, I may be more inclined to play Zay. Okay. You know I mean, um for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Colin seemed like the better guy, the better name, but playing against these certain teams and defenses, man. Okay, let me throw this out there then. Since since we mentioned names. The better name, quote unquote, although he doesn't have more fantasy points, Jalen Waddle. But mm-hmm. Waddle hasn't had the explosive games that we've seen in years past because Hill is just having an otherworldly season. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick between a Waddle, and I believe Waddle is going up against Tennessee, who has a horrible uh, secondary. But if Hill takes all the, <laughs> if Hill takes all the targets and touchdowns. You might find yourself in a scary situation. So, do you roll with a waddle over a cotton or over a flowers? Or, I mean, but Tennessee is bad. Um, they so are. I, I probably still would go waddle. You know, so it's really not a name because it's it's still a, a a good matchup. Facts. The matchup is there. Well, what makes his matchup bad isn't even the opposing team. Yeah, it's his it's his own wide receiver one and quarterback combination that they don't right. seem to have eyes for anyone but each other at this point. So, so for instance, you got Christian Kirk that's out, right? Really. So okay. he'll that you say, hey, you know, he's the only guy there. He's probably gonna get, but he got Cleveland as a week. Hey, I probably wouldn't be yeah. wouldn't be a fan of playing him. He's a better name than maybe a. Flowers, mm-hmm. it seems better, but I probably wouldn't be that comfortable playing. Is what I'm saying. I will go another route. There was one other guy that I meant to mention earlier. If you're ha- and, and and they're on by this week, but if you have tight end issues, go ahead and pick up uh, Trey McBride. He's been no, getting a ton of targets. I mean, I was <laughs> able to get him in our league. Um, yeah, a couple but, days ago, yeah, so, because uh, because a lot of people are dropping them because of the bye yeah, week, and, and yeah. they kind of and, and you know how we were talking about you might want to get that extra defense, you might want to get that extra kicker, you might just want to get an extra body for this week, especially those that are on the fringes of the playoffs. So he shouldn't have been available, but he was, so, but so he for, won't be available come Sunday. I mean, our Sunday evening going into next week. So for instance, McBride, he'll be a guy. I'm. I'll play over a Waller. You see what I'm saying? Waller had the bigger name, but once it gets back and I had to choose between the two, I'll go with the latter. So situations like that, you know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up in the name, what I'm saying, is get caught up in the situation. Some situations are better than others, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Go with the situation. I'll I, I tell you one thing before we, we go. Mm-hmm. This was years ago um, when Revis was in the league, right? Mm, right. Revis was on a tear. I bench Julio Jones for like somebody on the bench because he had Revis and it worked out. And people was like, man, you're going to bench Julio? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bench Julio. And you see what Revis doing? And shut him down. You know what I'm saying? I caught more points from the, the Joe Blow that I had on my bench than I did from Julio Jones. So sometimes you have to take those risks, you know what I mean, and go with the better uh, situation. So. Don't be afraid. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. We will be back to you on next week to make sure we help you navigate through your playoff situation. Look, even if you don't make the playoffs, make sure you still join us. The offseason is when you're going to get the most sauce to help make sure that you make the playoffs next go around. But until next week, we out. Let's go, Debo. Let's go, Debo.